This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Our heroes are trapped on an island surrounded by tornadoes, and the only way to escape is to save a piece of the Wind God from an evil wizard's lackeys. But will Tornado Town Terrence lead them where they need to go? What mysterious creature has the Wind Monk inhaled? Will buttholes sober up at all, ever? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. The wind sort of fills your lungs, and all of a sudden, you can kind of hear a scared voice in your head. It's like, please, please, help me. You must help me. Inside, because I can't speak, because I'm just yeah. like holding my breath. So I go into like a mind palace situation where <laughs> it's a projection of myself, and I'm in a suit. Like, I've got a monocle. I am well-dressed, well-groomed in this mind palace. And then it's like a projection of whatever this wind creature is is also there with me. And we're having a conversation all internally. What, what do you think it looks like? In my mind, it's three feet tall. It's entirely green. And it just has eyes all over its entire yeah. body. Just everywhere, there's eyes. Yes, that happens outside. All of a sudden, Alan's eyes go white. And she sort of elevates off the floor. Alan, you find yourself in a mind palace with a very handsome-looking gentleman and a weird little green eye monster. Do you want to make your presence known, or do you want to lurk? No, I want to. I want to fully explore this. So I'm gonna be like, "Hey, this is a surprise." Oh, and I go, "Hey, Bralin, how you doing?" <laughs> oh, oh, it's Tornado <laughs> Town Terrence. <laughs> what, is, what is uh What does Alan look like in your mind palace? <laughs> in my mind palace, uh, Alan is. Just a totally made out of paper, um, like a paper cutout. So it's perfectly two dimensional. There is no width or or depth. There's no depth to Alan whatsoever, and and moves like a paper cutout. So like when it moves, there's like a crease in the body, sort of thing. And like when she pivots, it kind of like twists a bit, like paper would. Ooh, <laughs> I'm just kind of waving my arm. Kind of. You missed the entire conversation because like, of your paper arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Tornado Town, Terrence, over to you. You're, you're in your mind palace uh, mm-hmm. with... Uh, so I bow in a very ceremonial way that clearly is a way that the Wind Monks would typically bow. And I go, as a former member of the Order of the Wind Monks, I demand you tell me who you are and why you're here. The uh, small green thing full of eyes, kind of like blinks them in a somewhat scared manner and says, oh, we've been trapped, my friends and I, we've been trapped here for so long. I managed to break free, but they are still trapped. And I kind of walk over, I imagine kind of like Gumby would. <laughs> and just say like, what, who, who, who are your friends and who are you? I'm Alan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> the creature explains that uh, it doesn't have a name. It and its uh, its companions are all wind elementals. They, are, they just Ooh. exist as wisps. All it knows is that it used to ride on the winds and and see all sorts of lands, meet all sorts of people. But then uh, suddenly they found themselves trapped, pulled apart, and uh, enslaved. Enslaved? So it managed to escape, but it knows its companions are are still trapped in the dark stones. Well, obviously we have to help them. We have to free them. That's nice. I pull out, again, it's a projection in my mind, but I project an image of one of these stones that we retrieved from the other room and I show it to the wind elemental creature. I go, do you recognize what this is? Uh, In a classic cartoon style, all of its eyes bug out. (laughs) Like it's a wolf and a really pretty lady just walked by. (laughs) And he goes, yes, yes, that's it, that's it. And I respond, okay, well, where are your friends? Oh, they're they're, they're back over there. And it kind of like 
points and behind you, a door appears and you can kind of make sense that it's the room you were just in, but it's that room as seen by something that's whipping back and forth incredibly quickly. So it's like the the kitchen room that we're in or uh, no, the, uh, the room with all the, um, the air beds. Okay. Please, you must help us. Back in the kitchen, I have completely ignored Quinny, and I'm tearing through all the shelves trying to find wine. (laughs) And I'm just looking at Alan, whose eyes have gone white. And is she also levitating? Yep. I'm just like, "Uh, Alan? I say, she's fine. She's fine. Can you roll me an investigation check for your your wine search? (laughs) Good. (laughs) Sorry, I just saw that roll. (laughs) It's a two total. (laughs) You don't find any wine that's meant for drinking, but you do find an old bottle of cooking wine. Oh, no. (laughs) Bingo! (laughs) That classic Forgotten Realms game, bingo. (laughs) Yeah. Quinny, you're you're just watching Alan? I'll give her a nudge. Like, I'll poke her knee. Do I sense that at all? Your paper knee inverts a little bit. It's weird. You think it's just a thing in the mind palace, though. Quinny, as soon as you touch her, sort of like your hair stands on end and you can feel sort of arcane energy flowing through you, Uh. which isn't your favorite. I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) Lesson learned. Um, Yep. So back in the mind palace, the green eyed three foot tall wind thing, it's, it's begging you both to uh, to help set its friends free. I turn to Alan. I go, well, I think we have to set it free. I mean, that's the only way to find the wind God. So do you have any questions? You still have to ask it. How many of your friends are there? I don't know. We were all, we, we, we don't count such things. Our life is about fun and flying free on the winds, not counting. (laughs) So I, I turn back to the wind creature and go, okay, well, why don't you follow us? And then if we need any more help, we can ask you. I can't help but follow you. I'm currently in your lungs. (laughs) Okay. So I come out of my mind palace for a moment, grab my water skin. I empty it out on the ground, empty all the water out. And then put my lips to it <laughs> and blow the wind <laughs> elemental into the water skin it's for storage. Still, somehow sounds better than a bagpipe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you managed to, to uh, blow the wind out into the uh, the water skin. <laughs> you managed to retrap the elemental. <laughs> <laughs> Your water skin's now like hilariously inflated, but yeah, uh, yeah you have it. Okay. Like floating, like yeah, like when you tie it to your belt, like it just it's kind a of like floats and bounces. Right. Yep, yep. And I assume the mind palace ended. So as soon as uh, Terrence comes out of the mind palace. Suddenly your eyes roll back in and you drop two inches down to the ground. Okay. So I explained to everyone what happened between the two of us, but I used shadow puppets to explain it because, again, I'm not quite all there. And I explained the entire story that the wind element. Can you roll me a performance check, please? 18. You know what? Your shadow puppet game is on point. (laughs) So you were able to convey successfully to them uh, what went down. And I just look at him while I'm drinking this bottle of cooking wine and I go... Got it. Uh, and then I, I storm across to the other side uh, of the hallway and into the other room. I break Quinny's bell. Uh, and then I just take Moonlight Ding Bringer clank. and I smash one of the gems on the bottom. As soon as you do, like another wind elemental bursts out and it like quickly rushes around the room in the same way and then zips out into the hall. And I just yell, Kapla! Uh, and then I go and smash the next one. Yeah, so same thing happens. I'm just working my way around yeah, the room. So you smash stuff. all of them. Wind elementals all burst out. Eventually, they all kind of drift back into the room and seem to be kind of like floating near you. You can't communicate with them, but they're there. And after the fifth one, I yell, why don't you love me? Uh, and then I walk to the back of the room and I sma- start smashing the foot lockers. And I'm like, I did so much for you. I converted people. Ah! And then I just do like a real angry cry while I'm drinking cooking wine amongst all the smashed foot lockers. <laughs> uh, Butthole, can you please roll me a constitution save? 16 total. Like your your stomach is like boiling with this cooking wine, but you're keeping it together. Yeah, I've drank worse than this. <laughs> so I rush in after Butthole having freed all the elementals. And, and where are they? They're like floating around yeah, the room Yeah, they're just now? kind of drifting around the room now. Can I suck them all up into my lungs? <laughs> I'll allow it, yeah. <laughs> so I suck them all up into my lungs and I put the water skin to my mouth at the last moment and squeeze <laughs> yep. the trapped one in too. And I go into like a mind palace <laughs> party with these wind elementals. And in my mind, now that there's many of them, it's kind of like a disco, but like, you know, like D&D disco yep. sort of thing. So like no electricity, but there's some like funky music playing and we're all kind of like lounging around. <laughs> Um, we're all gathered there, and I go, okay, who trapped you? Did I join I this time? You, well. you feel the draw yeah. now that it's kind of happened for the first time. You understand that you can choose to go in or okay. not. 
I'm going in. All right. You're at the discotheque. Because you've been in this mind palace before, you've got a bit more control. What do you mm-hmm. appear as? What are the elementals appearing as? Or so the wind? Now that I've kind of mastered it a bit more, um, there. <laughs> this is his first mind palace journey of his whole well, life. I've mastered like meeting a wind elemental in my lungs. I project them and they all look like very, very fragile crystal kind of creatures. Every time they move, there's like a movement of air and they kind of morph a bit. So they're constant flowing kind of crystal creatures. I'm going to appear shaped like myself, but kind of with like a crystal kind of vibe over like the exact yep. same thing, kind of coating my so body. Like, uh, just like to, a crystal just skin to, that you down like DLC style. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a special skin yeah. for pre-orders. It's way better yeah, exactly. than the tiger stripe one you almost chose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome. Yeah, just okay. because I just want to like show that I'm friendly. With Tornado Tantarans inhaling all these elementals and going catatonic again and Alan popping into the air again and going catatonic, I'm like, and I don't know what the fuck to do. So he walks over to Butthole and like, Takes a nip of the cooking wine. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just crying, but it's one of those like ugly sob cries now where I just breathe in really hard. And it's like, <sighs> and every time I like, <sighs> I also fart and half of it gets sucked into the orb under my butt. Right, uh, yeah. I'm so just I, rhythmically doing that. I take a sip one. I just like pat you on the back. <laughs> And that's about it. I ask how they came to be trapped. So they seem to actually be more articulate when there's more of them because they're all kind of contributing their their fragmented experiences. You get the sense, you can see kind of from what they explain that there is a group of these creatures that are kind of six foot five, very, very slender. They look humanoid, but vaguely alien. Essentially, the visual because they kind of tell stories visually. It's the equivalent of almost looks like someone capturing a uh, a butterfly with a mm-hmm. net. Like they were they were trapped by something, and then most of them just remember being woken up in this kind of excruciating state of being pulled apart and and uh, contained. They're also very uh, grateful for having been rescued. So they offer their help in any way they can uh, before they go on their way, and they also are able to kind of point out. There's an area in the sleeping chambers that's sort of like a hidden wall vault Mm -hmm. that one of them observed. So it's able to point you at that. So I thank them and then I do my bow again and I say, look, I'm going to do something very uncomfortable as soon as we're out of this. But you just got to go with it and I promise I am going to free you as soon as we are out of this temple. Can you roll me a persuasion check? Yeah. Eight. Okay, they're not so certain about this. So I'll offer you a devil's bargain. Okay. They'll go along with it. However, they're going to resist whatever you're about to do mm-hmm. ever so slightly. And I'm going to lower your hit points by four. I'm going to take that bargain. Great. I'm going to take it. And so I pop out of the mine palace and I blow them all into the water. <laughs> Great. Into the water skin. Yeah. So that water skin is, is full, but yeah. like... It's it's like breathing out a torrential thing. So yeah, lower your uh, your permanent HP by four, but you manage to put them in the in the bag. And once you've done that, it feels like your lungs briefly invert, mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa! Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> you uh, you know you like plug your nose and manage to to pop them back out. I just kind of touch Tornado Town Terrence. Like, how did you do that? I kind of just shrug because it's clearly the first time that I've ever done anything like this. And I go, I don't know, maybe I'm super cool. (laughs) (laughs) We come out of our trance and sorry, they're in the same room as us or they're still in the... um... We're sitting amongst the collapsed lockboxes. The wall safe is directly above where they're sitting and crying. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm leaning over to Quinny going, Quinny, how how do you live with no God? (laughs) I mean, it's pretty easy. Everyone does it. They just, that's inaccurate. (laughs) Even Alice got a god. Yeah, but Ogma. Yeah, but how often do you see her using Ogma <laughs> as a I'm trying to think of a nicer word than crutch? She doesn't rely on Ogma. <laughs> you know what I mean? She relies on herself. But, sure, she believes in stuff, but yeah, but like she's got that belief. You don't even have that belief. No, I just believe in myself. What if a god hates you? Fuck that god. That doesn't seem like a good way to live. They have so much power. Who cares? Me, I, my whole life has just been using that power to heal people and I mean, not get murdered. Come on, you, based on what you've told me, that's just a, a part of your life that you've been using that power. Uh, yeah, all the good parts. Before that, it was just getting beat and having to murder people for my dad. You want me to go back to that? <laughs> I mean, not especially, no. But thank you, I think. Look, everybody does what they need to do to survive, okay? I've done some things. You've done things. I'm sure Alan has done things. I don't judge you for that. What do you judge me for? For coming to me for religious advice. <laughs> uh, what, what I'm trying to say is this. Yeah, let's get there. This part is mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll skip over the mean part. Thank you. You're a friend. <laughs> Look, I've seen you in battle, okay? I've seen you change the hearts and minds of people. 
you have more strength than I think you give yourself credit for. I don't think that comes from anywhere else. If your God is mad at you right now, I think any God worth giving two shits about is a God that can also forgive. Okay? So maybe you just need to prove your worth, I don't know, to yourself or to your God once more. Oh. Yeah, and you just take that train of thought and and go with it. (laughs) I get it. Great. I have to complete this whole quest without using any of my God-given powers, and then I show I'm worthy to be a cleric. You're right, Quinny. No matter what, no healing, Well, I mean, no spectral hammers, none of that. No, you're right. You figured it out. Because sometimes from the darkest place comes the light. And I think when it comes to religion, you're the darkest place (laughs) because there's (laughs) nothing there. All right. No magic for me. Got to prove my way. No, that sounds fine. I'm sure that won't. Thanks, back to bite us. Thanks, buddy. You really gave me the right idea. I'm going to keep this bottle of wine. It's almost like I couldn't have faith without you. And then I, I walk over to see how Alan's doing. having <laughs> come down from floating. I assume you guys pop the safe. I don't think we need to role play that. No. Uh, so inside you find there's a, a pair of very ornate goggles. Um, they almost look like the face of an owl. If you sort of look through them, um, you can see that they're essentially sort of a fantasy version of night vision goggles. So they cool. allow you dark sight up to 60 feet. Okay. Goggles of the night. Who's who? Who can see in the dark? Uh, I can. Okay, Alan can see in the dark. What about you, uh, Tornado? No, Tentang? I can't. Nope. You can't. What about you? No, nope. Quinny. Okay, I got Moonlight Bringer. So I, I mean, oh, do you know what? I got torches. I can't even use the magic of Moonlight Bringer. I can't even let it go. That'd be cheating. <laughs> That'd be cheating. So okay, maybe Quinny or Terrence. Who wants to see in the dark more? You want to flip for it, Terrence? Yeah. So we'll flip for it. Who's flipping the coin? I'll flip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Because this is a coin of the Forgotten Realms, I got the Duke's, the fancy guy's name from Neverwinter on the one side. So who wants fancy nobility? Never Ember. Yeah, we got Never Ember. Who wants Never Ember? And who wants a sword going through a child? <laughs> Why don't you call it in the air yeah, there, sure. Tornado Town Terrence? Funny face! <laughs> oh, he got, that's, that's Never Ember. He got it. Terrence gets the owl goggles. Fair enough. I'm gently proud of you that you didn't try and rig that. <laughs> I mean, he might not have him for the whole adventure. Or what happened last time we gave a guest star any magic items? He flew away on a dragon and died in the woods. <laughs> that son of a bitch still owes us a necklace. <laughs> Having sorted that out together, you uh, make your way to the edge of the pit and descend into the unknown. It's easy enough to get down. It looks like the floor caved in, uh, so something very heavy hit this. You can see sort of further down this hallway, you're now running underneath the section you were just in. Down here, it's even rougher. This seems almost like a service passageway. And at the very, very end, sort of the the very end of this sort of long tunnel, you can see flickering light and um, you can hear uh, sounds of something large moving. Everybody stop for a second. (laughs) All right. Which one is good? The king of fish. Do you think it could be a big fish down there? No, no. King of fish is uh, king of fish is more of a swimming rock. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would suggest give give old Peter Poplar a break and use the mysterious giant. Well, I wouldn't think he'd be very stealthy, but maybe it's one of those opposite names. So I reach into my bag and I take out the mysterious giant. And I just say, let us know if it's safe. And I huck it as hard as I can into the distance. The rock hits the ground. It tumbles, it rolls, and rolls into the uh, the large room. Um, the light in the room is very dim. Uh, you can sort of see flickering. And then you just see one large gray tentacle thwap out, grab it, and drag it into the room. You son of a bitch! Uh, and I am going to say, help him, boys! <laughs> I blow the rest of the rocks and throw them into the room. Quinny looks at Alan and asks, why do we let him do these things? I was thinking the exact same thing. As were our listeners. <laughs> Peter Poplar had a rest, but he's still a little tired, so he doesn't make it too far. Um, Helmet Head succeeds and uh, ends up in the room. The King of Fish, being more of a swimming rock, uh, doesn't make it too far. Frank's up there with Peter Poplar, so they're, they're close to the entrance. If I can make a suggestion, gentlemen, why don't we use those new uh, sort of like see-in-the-dark goggles that we got to look at what's going on from back here? So I dig through my cloak pockets and I put on the goggles uh, and I look through them and I stare off into the distance in the direction that the rocks were thrown. You can sort of see into the room a bit. It's hard even at this distance, not so much because of the light, but just because it's kind of hard to see through this entranceway. Beyond it, you can see sort of a large form moving back and forth. You can tell that the hole at the end of the hall is much larger and seems to open up into a a much larger space. Can I see what the figure is in the distance? Can you roll me a perception check, please? 
One. It's a natural Critical fail. So as you're uh, fiddling with the various knobs on the goggles, they're not working quite the way uh, you'd like them to. So you grab one of your trusty rocks, the one you know is the best engineer, and you just smash it against the lens, and uh, the lenses crack. So you get the sense that the goggles aren't permanently destroyed, but they will be useless for the rest of this adventure. Tornado Town Terrence, give me those goggles. <laughs> I sheepishly remove the goggles and hand them over to... Thank uh, you. And I say, Tornado Town Terrence, give me that engineer. I take the rock out of my pocket, I kiss it lightly, and I hand it to Butthole. What's the engineering rock's name? Since I only discovered it on the way to the temple entrance, before I hand it over, I have a brief conversation with the rock. <laughs> I introduce myself as Tornado Town Terrence. I hold it up to my ear and I listen a bit. And I go, oh, this is uh, Dr. Badside. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Badside. <laughs> It's a pleasure to meet you, Doctor. Clearly, you're not a combat monster like your other friends, so you're going to get looked after by my special friend, Goblin Jr. Uh, and I leaned down to put it in Goblin Jr.'s pouch. Goblin Jr.'s into that, although he's pretty concerned about the state you're in. This is uh, this is concerning for him. So I take his metal bowl, and I put some cooking wine in it, and I say, it'll all make sense in a minute. <laughs> Goblin Jr. goes, snarf, snarf, snarf. <laughs> Translates roughly to, it's a living, and, uh, <laughs> and he goes to town. I say, everyone, wait here. I'm going to get a closer look. Just make sure you bring the mysterious giant back. I think he's in danger. <laughs> I'll bring back a whole bunch of rocks. No, not just random rocks. What about our friends? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Quinny, as you move something in the way a butthole just phrased that hits you, and you realize that maybe it does make sense, because you once had a friend who turned into a rock who was named oh. Captain Anaka Yanga Yu. <laughs> With a tear in your eye, you move down the hallway. <laughs> now I'm all choked up. So I'm like, <laughs> butthole. You're happy to see that Quinny finally gets it about mysterious giant. Yeah, and the rock combat squad. And then I chug the rest of the bottle of wine. <laughs> Goblin Jr. does the same. Um, great. So, uh, are you trying to stealth your way? I am trying to stealth my okay, way. Okay, roll me a stealth check. Twenty-four. You move stealthily past the fallen rock army and make your way to the the edge of the hole. Uh, what you can see through it is alarming and upsetting, but also metal. It's just Gene Simmons with a full <laughs> band kit. <laughs> yeah. So inside, you can see ahead of you sort of a large two-level room. It looks like a massive workshop. You can see a lot of tools. also can see a lot of rough-hewn stone. The most alarming part of the room is the center is dominated by a large creature with tentacles, vicious alien-looking eyes. Its skin is cracked. And dusty, every time it moves, it almost looks like puffs of dust. You know enough of your nautical history to know that you're looking at a kraken. Like a beached kraken? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to skulk back and relay this to the party because I'm not facing this alone. Are there any of the stupid rocks near me? Yeah, all of them except for the mysterious giant who's pulled into the room by the kraken. Okay, I scoop them up and bring them back. Quinny, did you get them all? Everyone but, you know, the fifth one. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Look at the four rocks that I have here. Who's you missing? Did, you missed the mysterious giant. He's the sorry. one who's been captured. Look, don't worry. If there's one thing I believe, it's never leave a friend behind. And I start walking towards the opening. I grab you. I keep walking. Can you roll me a strength check, Quinny? <laughs> Butthole, you can do an opposed check, please. Strength or dexterity? Uh, 11. Ugh, seven. Butthole, you go to storm away mightily. But Quinny, rather than grabbing you and pulling you back, because I don't think that would work, he manages to sleight of hand the empty bottle of wine and kind of shakes it and is like, oh, there's still some left. And I yell, Goblin Jr., give me the wine. <laughs> Goblin Jr. is passed out in the corner. <laughs> I say, butthole, listen, there is an awful terrifying monster in that room. It looks like a sea monster, like a beached sea monster. Okay. Okay, I get carry on then, I guess, now that you know that. Why is it beached? Is there a beach? <sighs> it's a sea monster and there's no water in there. <gasps> It doesn't need our help. It doesn't need our I fucking help, butthole. I swear to God. Help. Butthole. It might. Butthole. A monster is butthole. A, a monster. Butthole. A monster butthole. is a friend you haven't met. All right, Goblin Jr., let's go. Uh, and I pick up Goblin Jr., put him over my shoulder, and I'm like, who has water? Do we have a water skin? Alan, do we you have really any need water? magic to sober this buffoon up? Um, does cure wounds cure, like, inebriation? I don't think so. Incorrect. <laughs> I, I know a spell thing. that does, but I will not use it. <laughs> Lesser restoration cures poisoning. <laughs> Tornado Town Terrence. Do you know anything about a sea monster being on the island? Do you have any water? And I, again, look up as though I was surprised that this conversation is even <laughs> happening around me. And I kind of shrug and I go, no, never seen any sea monsters around these parts. Here's mm. a thought. 
It busted down some of these rock walls. It dragged its way through these tunnels. What stopped it in that room? Maybe it's sleepy. <laughs> All right. Any other theories? It's thirsty. But hold <laughs> You're just going to say it's Thursday. <laughs> it's the Sabbath. It can't work. Does anyone know anything else about sea monsters? I'm just sitting, raising my hand, waiting to be selected to talk. You do, do you, butthole? No, I have a question. Okay, do you know anything about sea monsters? That is very similar to my question. Does the Kraken speak common? I did not engage it in conversation. Do you see what it did to the mysterious giant or whatever? I don't know. We sent a scout ahead who came back and abandoned him. No, 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 no. It snatched him up, remember? Giant tentacle picked him up. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. uh, and I cup, I cut my hands around my mouth. I go, hey, Kraken, do you speak common? And suddenly your head is just filled with visions of water, the deep sea, and rage. You feel uncontrollable rage. Everyone or just him? Just him. Okay. I think the Kraken is also having a crisis of faith. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Ah, so it's power you seek, is it? Well, I, Xanthus of Dum Dums and Dice, am more than happy to provide you with a little bit of that, and it won't cost you anything, unlike that accursed Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. I mean, over there, sure, you can give a dollar to join a Patreon-only Discord and talk to other fans of the shows. You can get ad-free feeds. You can even create names or even an NPC that shows up in the shows. You can even get your name in the closing credits, and all it will cost you is a bit of your, um mortal money. Of course, you could instead make a deal with me, and I could give you power the likes of which you could never even dream of. And of course, the cost is somewhat higher than a few of your mortal dollars, but after all, who doesn't enjoy a good deal? Well, if you do decide that you would rather spend human money than engage in the dark arts with me, you can of course go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, or we could make a deal. I think it is struggling, it loves water. And now it doesn't have any. We need to get water. We poured out the water from the water skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a second look at anything you know what? based I'm on the take, questions you're asking. I'm going to take a nap. You guys are in charge. And then I just lay down using Goblin Jr. as a pillow and fall asleep. I would say the three of us are the quietest of the group. Should we mm -hmm. all come up together? Yeah, I have, yeah, uh, I have a stealth advantage. I'd like to turn into a bat 
and just kind of fly up to the entrance, just outside of the light. As you flitter about the edge, you can see it's two levels, and the Kraken itself looks horrible and enraged. It's, you know, like whipping around. It seems very aware of your presence. Um, And then all of a sudden you hear a voice in your head that just says, Free, die, free. Goodness. I'm going to assume that in my mess kit, there's some sort of cooking oil yep. or something to prepare food with. Yep. So I take my robe off <laughs> um, and I cover myself completely in cooking oil, head to toe. Yep. And then I stealth into the room with the crack and wall, hugging the wall. Like I don't just yep. like go up to it, but I stealth into the room. All right. So can you roll me a stealth check, please? That's 20. The Kraken seems to be kind of focused intently on a spot that you can see Alan the Bat is hanging on, and you uh, successfully sneak into the room. It would seem that the two major options are to try and draw the Kraken out and slip past it, or to battle it. Being a bat really isn't going to help me anymore in this situation, so I'm just going to turn back into my normal self. Over their shoulders, having crept up and awake now, I'm like, guys, I had a great idea. When we were back in the courtroom and I pooped a bean, it made a tree full of juicy, watery fruit. What if we take a bucket and I poop in it and we put a bean in it and we put it in the middle of the room and we see if it grows a tree that the Kraken would go after for more fruit? That's potentially a pretty good idea. Can I just modify it? I'm pretty sure in this cave network, we can just find some dirt to plant that bean in. You don't need to shit in a, in a bucket. <laughs> well, a, sort of need to poop. I may have been trying to kill two birds with one stone here. But okay, I would be, I'm, I'm fine with that. Let's do it. And I kind of just sit there for a minute and go, well, what if you fed the bean to the Kraken? Wouldn't a tree just burst out of its body? Here's, here's the real question. How do we put the bean in the Kraken? I don't see a mouth. Wait. I know what to do. And I look at the rocks in my bag and I go, which one of you boys is feeling brave? (laughs) (laughs) Who's the bravest? Old Helmet Head is definitely the bravest of the rocks. So I I take out Old Helmet Head and I do like a circle of rations around him. And then I stick a bean under the rations and I go, here you go, Kraken. And I throw Old Helmet Head at the Kraken. It snatches Old Helmet Head out of the, the air and throws it back into its mouth. So the bag of beans item description is if you remove a bean and plant it in sand or dirt and then water it, it produces an effect one minute later. DM rolls D100 for result. You wait and it's one of those sort of like classic action hero stuck on an elevator sequences where you have to wait a minute. (laughs) Inside the Kraken's empty stomach, free of almost everything. There's no stomach acid. It's just a dry, awful pouch. God, that sounds Um, horrible. A very distraught, uh, mysterious giant sits alone when all of a sudden... There's a flash of light. The Kraken's mouth opens. All of a sudden, his buddy helmet head rolls down next to him, covered in rations, the bean wedge to him. The mysterious giant says, you you came. Helmet head says, I'd never leave you behind, buddy. Mysterious giant says, I love you, helmet head. And helmet head says, I love you, mysterious giant. <laughs> and then the bean explodes. From outside, you see the Kraken's eyes go wide. And in all of your heads, you hear the word Water. And then the Kraken fucking explodes as a geyser of water, oil, wine, and fruit juice erupts from inside it, (laughs) splitting the creature in twain. And the geyser just continues to blast for uh, four rounds. I'd like to run forward and try to catch wine in I, Goblin Jr.'s bowl and the wine bottle. I need you to roll me a dexterity save, please. Can I try to cast web on butthole? 17 total. running? Yeah, you can try. Okay. I'm, this is what just like trying to shoot a web to just like pin you to the ground. 17 total. <laughs> okay. So, Alan, what are the rules on that? Butthole would have to make a dex saving throw. Otherwise, he's restrained. What's your spell, DC? We can just use the dexterity save I was going to use for uh, you running 14. with your mouth open. And you rolled a 14? No, I rolled a 17. Fuck. You fire a web after him, but seeing that you're doing so, he just grabs Goblin Jr. and says, you know what to do, buddy? And he throws Goblin Jr. and drunk Goblin Jr. like, snap this, <laughs> And uh, Goblin Jr. takes the full brunt oh, of the web. Geez. It'll be fine. Falls to the ground. I'm so sorry, buddy. It wasn't for you. Snarf. You're great. Snarf. Yes, Butthole, you succeed in running into the room and you can catch some wine nice. in the so, bottle and the I'm dog so dish. I'm so pumped. Yeah, dog dish, bottle, that's primo. <laughs> I catch as much as I can. I dump the dog dish into the bottle and just try to get as much as I can. Tornado Town Terrence, as you come into the room, you see your old pal, the mysterious giant, but uh, next to him are just fragments and splinters of Helmet Head. I run directly to Helmet Head, shoving aside everything in my way. <laughs> 
butthole, Alan. I'm just, I shove them to the ground as I run and I cradle old helmet head's remains in my hands. And I delicately like put them up into my outstretched palms and I like, I blow <laughs> very softly on them to scatter the remains into the wind. But they don't, they just kind of fall on the ground <laughs> unceremoniously. But in my head, I've just done like the most beautiful thing in the world. Mysterious giant is just like, can you see the rabbits? Can you see the rabbits, old helmet head? <laughs> uh, great. So uh, you guys now have the room. You've got a geyser. You've got a, a recently dead kraken. Uh, you can search the room. You can carry on. What would you like to do? I would like to search the room. Can you roll me a perception check, please? 14. You can tell that most of the stuff in the room is pretty useless for your purposes. Although, butthole, you find a bunch of small hammers. They're not technically throwing hammers, but they could work that way. Oh, yeah, I'll take some. I'm down to like two. And I know Goblin Jr.'s got six things. So, I mean, first thing I got to do is get Goblin Jr. out of that web. And I just say, thanks, Alan. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I just like. your dog into that. No, I'm like, I've taken my dagger. I've cut the webs. Like, this was not meant for him. Uh, once you, you selfish asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And then I look at my wrist and it says, Alan is my friend and I'm like sure <laughs> yeah friends tell each other the truth you're turning into a super villain and I'm afraid of you a lot <laughs> he's still drunk he's still drunk I'm a friend I'm telling the truth drunken <laughs> goblin junior picks up part of the web and like throws it back on himself and then kind of like gestures to the spider on his armor and is like snarf snarf <laughs> look at me I'm Yakum Goodley <laughs> <laughs> and I just pointed him and go, this guy gets it. And then he and I go over to pick out some hammers. Quinny says, good bark. You said there's chisels and stuff. <laughs> there's chisels and stuff on yep. the second floor. Uh, yep. I go and grab some of the chisels before we leave. And I go grab the robe that I discarded before <laughs> and put it on, even though I'm still soaked in oil. I mean, it's up to you. You could jump through the uh, geyser if you want to get clean. No, I don't want to because I don't like that feeling of like when oil beads on you, Ooh, like yeah. when water hits you. I prefer to just have the robe over my oiled up body. You never know when it's going to be beneficial. <laughs> True say. Quinny, during your searching, you do actually find something. It seems that in uh, one of the alcoves, they were working with a particularly difficult stone. And as a result, they were using a frost brand to help carve it. So the frost brand is the equivalent of a short sword, a okay. plus one short sword, but it adds 1d6 cold. When wielding it, you have resistance to fire. And once a day, you can use it to extinguish all flames within 30 feet. Short sword is 1d6. I believe and so. it is an additional 1d6 cold. Yep. Oh, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> Having successfully looted the room, you're able to uh, make your way to the doorway with a little bit of difficulty and a little bit of power hobo strength and drunken cleric strength. You're able to pull the corpse of the Kraken away, revealing a uh, doorway which leads down a small hallway into a large cylindrical room. Before we go through the door, I turn to everybody else and I say, wait, everybody come back. We got to do a funeral for our friend, all helmet head. Uh, and I line up the other rocks around and I've taken two hammers and set them on top of each other and jam them into the floor so they look cool. And I'm like, here will lie old Helmet Head, a friend to us all, one who saved his friends. I think it's only right that we each tell a story about one special memory we have with old Helmet Head. Quinny, you start. Was he the one that we lost with the tentacle? He's the one that saved the mysterious giant the mysterious by sacrificing giant was the himself. one that was pulled by the tentacle? Yeah, yep. he got grabbed first. Right, yeah. So I remember that time that he went and saved uh, the guy that got grabbed by the tentacle. Man, what a hero. <sighs> he took mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan, you're up. What a wonderful substrate for delivering such a powerful bean effect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Tornado Town Terrence. Old Helmet Head was married to my sister for <laughs> almost 12 years. And even though he was a member of my family, he was more than that to me. He was one of my truest friends. I remember once uh, we got drunk together and just sat staring at the stars for hours and hours. And even though he was just a stone, I still felt very close to him. I don't know what I'm going to tell his kids. And then I just like turn and, and just walk away. I like the logic of kind of flipping it. We're saying like he was family, but he was more than family. <laughs> he was a friend. <laughs> I, I look down at the, the monument and I just say, you know, a lot of people may not have noticed, but there was always a will they, won't they between old helmet head and my very closest friend, Goblin Jr. Just the scant glances. The scouting missions, their veteran combat past. We always thought, wouldn't that be beautiful? And sometimes, 
someone could just be too beautiful for this world. So <laughs> it's a won't they? The saddest won't they? Bye. Goblin Jr. comes over and he reaches into his pouch and he pulls out an improbably perfect pressed flower that he is he's been <laughs> carrying around because when Butthole taught him how to do parade marches and do a bunch that of is things. A real thing. He also learned how to like tap with the hammer in his mouth and he realized he could do that to preserve flowers. So he's secretly been doing it, doesn't want anyone to know though, because it's you know it's just kind of his thing. And he takes one out and he very delicately lays it on the spot where he saw the most dispersal occur and just says a mournful snore. I say, yeah, that was true, love buddy. All right, guys, time to move this bus. <laughs> and together you move the bus forward into the hallway. So beyond the small hallway that you're walking down, you can hear wind whipping around Tornado Town Terrence. This sounds like a storm, but a very controlled storm. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds a little bit like what a tornado would sound like if you were inside a building. At the end of the hall, you can see a door that's shaking on its hinges and kind of being battered back and forth very violently. What do you guys do? I don't want to be the first to approach that door. I'm thinking we should open it. <laughs> uh, I walk towards the door and I turn around to everyone. This is real dangerous, okay? Everyone's got to realize that if there's some sort of tornado behind there, it can rip your arm right out of your socket. And I put one hand against the door to see if I can, like, feel or sense what's behind it. This feels like very strong winds, but it doesn't feel... It's not gale force. It won't... Mm -hmm. uh, you don't think it'll immediately, like, tear you off your feet if you go in. But uh, you can tell there's a tremendous amount of air mo movement inside. How's it feeling there, uh, Tornado Town Terrence? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Back when I was still a wind monk, me and Tornado Town Steven were just, uh, you know, we, we were herding some of the citizens of Tornado Town down into a shelter when a, a tornado burst through and there was a door battering around just the same way this one is. And, well, Tornado Town Steven opened it and he got sucked right out. So I don't want that to happen to you guys. You guys stand back and I'm going to whip the door open and hopefully I'll be able to maintain my feet on the ground. Quinny takes cover. <laughs> I realize I forgot to pick up the rocks after the funeral, so I go to pick up the rocks. Alan? <laughs> I'm just regretting. Oh, no, I did prepare Featherfall. Yes. I'm ready with that. Tornado Town Terrence, you sort of reach out and you brace yourself and you throw open the door. The door is almost ripped off its hinges, swings wide back into the room, and there's a huge blast of wind that hits you and you feel yourself being sucked forward. Can you roll me a dexterity save, please? 11. Breaking that seal is just too much. Uh, so you get sucked up into a large cylindrical room. The wind is currently pulling you upward. So you are pulled through. What you can see as you're kind of flailing is this room seems to be uh, almost a silo of three levels. The level you just got sucked in from is the lowest level. And it's basically got a half moon platform around the door. Above you, there are two more platforms at sort of the mid level. And there's another platform at the highest level. You can see at the highest level, there are a number of other cast-offs kind of rushing in with weapons. And they're kind of punching me like, there he is, there he is. And uh, currently the airflow is sucking you up. So currently you're floating around mid-level, but you're heading up towards the top level where you can see two archers, uh, two martial artists, and someone brandishing a sword kind of like doing that classic villains rush into a room thing. Where they're like, oh, there he is. One of them yells, traitor. Uh, so your room looks something like this. It's kind of like the entrance to Jabu Jabu's belly. Yeah, it is. I see that. Right? Yeah. Different levels. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like the guy who designed the dungeons has played a lot of the same games. <laughs> uh, so uh, roll for initiative, please. I don't know what any of us are talking about. <laughs> How convenient that you had to go into yeah. another room. <laughs> 19 for me. Total of 20 for me. Six. <laughs> You're not going to be here for a while. <laughs> we never saw Butthole again. Seven. Seven. Man, Butthole's the best when he's drinking. <laughs> you have zero initiative? Oh, yeah. Has it always been like that? Ever since I got this armor. <laughs> Tornado Town Terrence, your initiative is actually much later in the order, but I'm going to give you the chance to act first since you're kind of the first one through the door and you kind of realize what's up. Uh, on the top platform, there's an archer wearing a tricorner hat who you remember has a terrible singing voice, but like <laughs> insists on it anyway. It's like the, the late night karaoke Wonderwall person. There's uh, an archer in extraordinarily fancy robes who you remember was a judge or something or killed a judge or something. One of those sorts of combinations. <laughs> um, there's two martial artists that you used to train with. One you dubbed Punchy because he's real good at punching. And then there's the kickster who, uh, as the name suggests, likes to kick. And the, uh, the person wielding swords, you remember, is one of the more ambitious people. Uh, used to be a lieutenant on the military vessel that washed up. And you remember that old sword, he's pretty good at sorting. 
Currently, they are all on the top level, but you can see the two uh, martial artists are kind of running to the edge as though they're going to jump. And am I hovering at the top level? Right you're now? currently uh, you're in motion, mm-hmm. so you're you've been sucked through the door up into the winds. The winds are not battering you around, but they are strong enough to lift you. So the way a lot of this is going to work is through acrobatics checks or strength checks. So essentially. If you want to like grab a platform and pull yourself under it, that's going to be a strength check. If you want to try and maneuver midair, that's acrobatics. You can oh. push off the walls. You can do all sorts of stuff. Give me those tasty acrobatics checks. Um, I'll also <laughs> say that currently you don't know too much about this room because you're being sucked up into it. You can roll things like perception checks. You can still yeah. do all the things you would normally want to yeah. do, just not immediately. So, Can I air swim like acrobatics <laughs> over to the uh, middle platform if I can? Okay, sure. Yeah. So could you roll me an acrobatics check, please? Yeah. Nine. I'm going to give you advantage because you're used to dealing with winds. So you can roll that twice. 16. 16 will do it. So as you're you're flailing past, you remember in Tornado Town, Stephen's classic advice, flail harder. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) you do just that and are able to get a hand on it. So once you pull yourself onto the platform, you're able to kind of get your footing. So top of the round, Quinny, you've just seen Tornado Town Terrence sucked through a door. Well, adventure over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. Uh, Quinny's gonna cautiously approach that door. When he starts to feel that wind really, really sucking, he's not gonna go too much closer than that, but he probably wants to get a better look at what this chamber's like. Sure. As you approach the door, you don't feel a tremendous amount of suction. You get the sense that the door was creating a bit of a seal, so it was the effect of, of cracking okay. it open that sucked him through. Okay. It's certainly a strong wind. You can feel your cloak billowing around you and whipping, okay. but it's manageable. You'll, you'll still probably need to roll, but okay. you think you can keep your footing. In that case, I take my cloak mm-hmm. and I tuck all the like loose billowy part into my pants. Nice, uh, classic. And I roll my hood down. Hold new look for Quinny. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a dorky looking. I mean, it's no fuck now, harness, but, but you know, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looks like Urkel. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Quinny <laughs> can see Tornado Ten Terrence has like stabilized himself yep. in the air and is actually like controlling where he's going. And I, I assume, do I see these guys kind of leaning over the edge from where I am? And um, you can hear their hammering uh, batons into the uh, the floor. All right, then I draw my bow and arrow mm-hmm. and I jump into the center of the room. As you jump, you feel yourself pulled up into the air. Do you want to roll me a perception check as you go? Yep. I assume you'd be sighting things, given that that's your jam. 17. Looking up, you can see they're hammering uh, batons into the the floor. Um, At the top of the room, you can also see a vent. It's a very fine grill. It's not anything you could slip through, but it seems that that's where the the air is going. Okay. As you're pulled up, so you're firing? I would like to. You're firing in the direction of the wind right now, so I'm going to give it to you with advantage, but at a minus three. Okay. And who are you shooting at? Who can I see from you? I'm assuming the monks are close to the the ledge. Yeah, the monks are are the ones sitting there hammering at the uh, the edge. I'll I'll start uh, taking out one of them. Great. That's going to be a 23 minus 3, so 20 to hit. 20, yep, that'll do. So you loose the arrow, it wavers in the wind, Mm -hmm. but the wind is on your side, so it flies much faster, which is kind of great for you, and it hits one of the martial artists. So go ahead and roll your damage. Martial artist looks up the last second and attempts to grab it out of the air. So roll your damage, we'll see what happens. Five damage. This is one of the most epic feats of archery you've ever done. You're Mm -hmm. floating midair, your tucked-in cloak is like, expanded with air because it's tucked into things so it's yeah. really puffy you loose your arrow it flies faster than you've ever seen and yet the martial artist is able to grab it out of the air and just looks at you and snaps it in one hand i think even through like the wind tunnel and the distance between us you know i'm just starting at the bottom and he's at the top he can probably still hear me say fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's carried on the wind yeah alan Having seen both Tornado Town Terrence and Quinny kind of get sucked into the air, I'm going to cast Spider Climb mm-hmm. on myself nice, with my spider nice staff. Um, I want to climb the wall up onto the middle platform. You're able to do that. So on the low level, the platform is on the east. On the top level, the platform is on the west. And the mid-level platforms are north and south. Oh, okay. Okay. Tornado Town Terrence, I'm going to say you are on the north platform. Mm-hmm. Alan, you are on the south I'll platform. take the south platform, yeah. yeah. Do I get the sense that these platforms are affixed to the wall, or are they floating in the wind? Um, they well? are affixed to the wall. Okay. Up top, old Sorty is is kind of looking down, kind of concerned. Uh, the wind is kind of blowing up past him. He, he's got, like, long, scraggly hair that he's tied various trinkets into, so they're kind of, like, floating above his head, making little <laughs> clinkety-clinky noises. They look so cool, 
when they're not doing that, but he looks really dumb right now. <laughs> um, so he kind of starts doing that Darth Maul prowl as though he's waiting for something to change. Which brings us to Punchy and Kiki. So Punchy and Kiki manage to finish hammering their uh, batons in, and you can see that they've affixed ropes to themselves. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're going to try and rappel down. The way they're going to do that is by wall running. They're going to try and Prince of Persia their way down, mm-hmm. um, but they're going to be fighting the wind, so let's see what happens with them. So one goes to the left, one goes to the right, and they both start epically sprinting down, yelling their battle cries of, I will punch them, and I will kick them. <laughs> Unfortunately, the wind is too strong for Punchy, so he starts running, but does that like comic scramble run, um, and then uh, gets pulled up, and you can see him sort of like float up uh, into the ceiling. (laughs) He does the reverse Wiley Coyote where he's running down, but then looks up all of a sudden and then just shoots up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he has time to hold out a sign that says like "Uh oh," uh, which he just had on him because you know he's he's a castaway. He's prepared. Everyone on this island has gone gently insane. So yeah, that that tracks. Yeah, when the wizard says "Prepare yourselves for battle," you grab your "Uh oh" sign. And you head into the the tornado (laughs) cylinder. Where's your sword? Oh, I just brought the uh uh-oh sign. You get get ready for punch. Well, he's a punchy. So clearly, I mean, he's not a sword guy. So he's a sign guy. Yeah, he's a sign guy. Uh, Signs, punching for the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) The kickster, however, being uh, much more fleet of foot, manages to scrabble down the wall. And he's going to try and flying jump kick Alan. Oh, Um, shit. I'll cast shield on myself. Yep, that tracks. So what's your AC right now? So my AC for this round is 19. 19, very nice. Right, that's awesome. (laughs) The highest um, it has ever been. It's it's like the kickster's running in with the swing. It's, again, that like bicycle kick move we saw earlier. Two kicks and a body slam, let's say. That makes the most sense. Two will miss, but that body slam goes through right proper. I like that it's like the first two. I'm like, I kind of like dodge. Like it's like slow motion around me. And then on the second one, I'm like, I dodge it again and then I get cocky. And then the third one just hits me. And uh, he yells, you can't dodge physics! And just slams into you. Really educated, crazy homeless people. Hey, I mean, they had lives outside of this island, you it's know. true. I'm fine. I like what if the kickster survives, we need to talk to him about his backstory. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be full of uh, like cutaways to that time he went to Thailand and got a tattoo, and then how he ended up on the plane, how the plane went down. Guys, we can just kill kickster. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Cam Kander? Yeah, that was a strange thing. A prolific creator who disappeared suddenly in 2020. Eccentric, weird, inscrutable. Cam Cantor was like a 21st century Howard Hughes. Nothing is known. Cam Cantor, man, woman, non-binary person, no idea. Cam Cantor, an enigma, a cipher, a mystery. Was Cantor a genius or insane? Is there a difference? And one day, Cam Kander vanished into thin air. Off the map, off the radar, like Amelia Earhart. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Corp. Leave me alone. I don't have anything to say about Cam Kander. Comes a shocking six-part documentary series. Cam Kander is a Rorschach test. It's a MacGuffin stuffed inside a red herring shoved down a rabbit hole that leads to a blind alley. Cam Cantor is out there, waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Discover Who is Cam Cantor, a new investigative podcast coming Wednesday, September 1st, wherever you listen to podcasts.